Halflings, it has finally happened. We have merch! Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The crowd does indeed go wild. We have been working very hard behind the scenes to make some excellent merch for you all, which is available uh, to pre-order right now. Some of them will be available from the 3rd of October and the others from the 1st of November. We wanted to do this in time for the holidays so that if you know someone who maybe enjoys a bit of Three Black Halflings, you can get them a Christmas present or indeed for yourself. It's also a fantastic way to support the show. You basically have like a Unati pack, by the way. A Unati stickers pack. It's true. Pretty Ooh, awesome. Unati stickers pack. I like this. It's called the Suffer and Learn sticker pack, but originally it was called the Unati sticker pack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Okay. I'm happy with it, with the Suffer and Learn. We liked it because it's like, then it's quotes. Instead of just pictures of Unati's face. Several <laughs> different expressions. Yeah. It's weird because this is not a video show. Mm. You know what it is? It's uh, visualizations of the audio track. <laughs> or like Unati's audio tracks from some of her finest episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the it's just the blocked out lines where she's peaked her microphone yeah, from laughing. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the merch that we have available, we have a yellow collage hoodie, which has a mixture of designs and phrases from the show. The Three Black Halflings t-shirt, which has got an amazing design and the words Three Black Halflings. It looks so nice. I'm very happy with that one. Then we have uh, the Outlaws and Obelisks poster. You can order a physical yes. poster. A beautiful, gorgeous poster of Outlaws and Obelisks. Then we have a pin and then two whole sticker packs. I I have a question. Yes. Does this pin definitively answer the question of the official abbreviation for Three Black Halflings? I think it does. Yeah, I think it maybe it does. We've been saying TBH. Should we swatch? Should we swatch? Should we swatch? Should we start selling swatches? Should we start selling swatches? We have to tell about the deal with swatch. Black Halflings Swatch. The Three Black Halflings Swatch Watch. But, you know, this is one of those things that has evolved over time. We're, we're forming our brand identity, and I think 3BH is just a little bit better. We have officially become a corporation. We are a huge corporation with Jamal at the top. The top. Jamal is pleased. First critical role, then us. then us. There is also a tip jar on the store. If you would like to, you can give us a tip, and some of the proceeds will go to the amazing Jonathan Charles, who made the music for Outlaws and Obelisks. As when you donate to the tip jar at any level, you will be able to download the music that Jonathan has made for Outlaws and Obelisks and it trust me it is yes. absolutely incredible like you will want to listen to this good. without us all talking over the top of it because it's so <laughs> so so good I just <laughs> listen to it I listen to it for fun yes like it's, when I'm on planes and stuff, I'll just play the songs over and over again on a because loop. they're so good. This is a true fact. Because they're real good. They're really good. Excellent tunage. And some of the stickers, I'm very, very proud of. I really think they look so badass, and I can't wait to slap yes. them all over my office. I love the Poochie Rat Bag sticker that is extremely late '90s. Yes, it really is. It's extremely <laughs> late '90s. Make sure you head over to store.dftba.com forward slash collections forward slash three black halflings. 
And if you would like to get yourself a discount, you can get 10% off if you are a patron on any tier. That is patreon.com forward slash tbhalflinks. Woohoo! Uh, head over to all of our social medias. It will be plastered all over our social medias for a long, long, long time, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but please support the show. Buy some merch. It means a lot to us. And it would be really, really, really fucking cool to see some people take some pictures. It's a three Black Halflings merch. I'm so goddamn excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into this week's episode! <laughs> this is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, Halflings! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... Jeremy Cobb, but Taylor Lewis calls me Marv Collins. <laughs> Marv Collins? What's that a reference to, Jeremy? It's a reference to the very first Facebook page that I ever had. Uh, do you call yourself I Marv Collins? Yes. I didn't <laughs> want most people to be able to find me. Uh, so I only, I told only a select few. Everyone search Twitter for Marv Collins. Uh, Everyone. I, go now, for it. Go. Uh, Marv Collins' We've... Facebook, I think, still exists. So no. if you want, you can go I mean, it find... is like impossible to delete your Facebook, I've found. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure I've tried at some point. Also, I is... don't even remember how to log into the Marv Collins Facebook. So, I, uh, so Marv funny. Collins does still exist out there. Marv is Collins... It Marv, Marv uh, just like M-A-R-V? M-A-R-V, yeah. M-A-R-V Collins. Yeah. Marv oh, wow. Collins. He only has 11 friends. <laughs> Do you have a picture on it or not? Yeah, it's my dog. Full Prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> this makes them even more black! Cake glitches and bitches! Lands in the cusp of a teaspoon? Oh, no! On a nat 20. No! You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it! Yeah. We're about to get into something real big now. Oh, that's you! The little pug? Sort of uh, that's not a pug. That's, uh, oh, that's no. he, he's a, a allegedly a half Shih Tzu, a quarter Lhasa Apso, a quarter Pekingese. <laughs> I have a mutual friend with Marv Collins. It's you. <laughs> yeah, uh, allegedly a half Shih Tzu, uh, a quarter Lhasa Apso, and quarter Pekingese. But he really looks more like a Tibetan Spaniel. If I'm being honest. <laughs> Sorry, this first, this first, this first post from 2010 <laughs> from Marv Collins is <laughs> the most Jeremy shit I've ever heard. Yeah, it really is. The people is. in my driving school can't spell library in quotation marks. This is a problem, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. This is so funny. <laughs> Bro, there's, a, there's one that's just a tenacious D quote. Be you angels? Nay, we are but men. That's all it says. <laughs> This, this is, is so great. Funny. This is so funny. Oh, man. This is so great. I'm going to add Marv Collins as a friend. I know you won't be able to accept it. Yeah, but if I could, then I would accept I'm it, but I don't know me, how. I'm, I'm making the request. Uh, I love the idea that you're going to log somehow find a way to log back into Marv Collins now and after this episode, and you're going to have like hundreds of friend requests from yeah. random TBHs. Oh, there's like old pictures of me. As well. well, I can't see those because I'm not a friend, which is a shame. Oh, I wish I could. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad because some of these shouldn't be public. 
<laughs> they have people's names. Not that they're embarrassing. It's just they have people's names in them. And I wouldn't want like now that we've told people to go <laughs> look it up. <laughs> I wouldn't it. want them to go see this uh, and see <laughs> actual people's names who who never asked for this. <laughs> never asked this kind of spotlight. Yeah, they never they never asked for this exposure. <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> it's genuinely this is a problem with a full stop at the end, like a very yeah. like a slightly passive aggressive full stop at the end. Genuinely is like such a joke. Thing. That wasn't passive aggressive at all. Uh, I don't think I'm a pass. I think I think people misinterpret me as being passive aggressive. That's just me being very straightforward. Also, I didn't yeah, know so that I, think- I didn't know that pe- uh, periods came across that way in text sure. at the time. Uh, <laughs> you didn't I understand the subtle nuances of, uh, of uh, yeah. No, I, I, I uh, yeah. No, I think I, I, I think I think what I meant was the a more a, a, f- a very finite period at the end of the sentence. <laughs> like it's like this is a problem and like i i will not be swayed from this uh is what i meant like i will uh, not be swayed from definite. this point of view yes. it's very definite that's what i meant yes. as opposed to passive aggressive it's a very like definite just like this is this is the statement <laughs> yes i very firmly believe what i have just <laughs> said <laughs> this is a problem that no one can spell the word library honestly oh, though like dear. bro these were these people were like all in high school <laughs> that if none of that like that's that's not good <laughs> Library is a word that people learn how to spell early on. That's like that's that's like first second grade. Yeah, I have days where I can't spell because like, I have this weird thing with my dyslexia where like I'll have days where like like my my literally well, not even days. It's like more like little like five second spells where I suddenly go like uh uh like I just completely mm. bum out and I can't remember. Like literally, I got stuck the other day trying to spell the word four. I was like, oh dang, why can't I? And it's really like frustrating. It's quite like. No, 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 like literally like four as in F-O-R. Oh, wow. But like it, the way my brain, it just, it, it's like I have a brain fart and I just go, uh, uh, Was it uh, like what? P-H-A-W-R? That's what I mean. Yeah, I was sitting there going, is it a P? No, is it a? And then eventually I'm like, oh, obviously. And then fine, I carry on. But it's like, it, it just happens sometimes where I just randomly go, I can't. How do I? I can't spell this. This is really weird. Yeah, it's really, really weird. And it literally is like a brain fart. Like it literally is like a moment where I'm like, I yeah. know I know how to spell this. My brain is just not putting the, the 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 neurons together to tell me <laughs> what I need to Whoa. know. Uh, it doesn't happen that often, but when it does happen, it is weird. It is yeah. very, very weird. It must be kind of jarring. It's super jarring, man. It's super jarring because I like I like you know I I don't class myself to be an unintelligent person, and forgetting how to spell a three letter word is quite a scary thing. You're like, fuck, what? <laughs> this is a, yeah. this is not okay. <laughs> Especially like it, the the fact that it's like very basic vocabulary, and that every it once only in a happens, while, it generally only happens with like very basic vocabulary as well. It's oh, like it, okay. it is like it is only on like super basic words, like where it's like three letters or something, and it's more like I doubt myself, like I. I might write something and be like that doesn't look right like it's like oh. it, it, it doesn't feel right something's wrong with that i need to you know it's yeah. very odd anyway we're not here to talk about my spelling thank no. god because that would suck as an episode and i don't think anyone <laughs> want to listen to it Je- um, <laughs> hooked on phonics uh, <laughs> talking about jasper's spelling but uh, speaking about spelling a like magic spells like i'm gonna yeah kind of anyway uh, i knew where it was going but it's yeah anyway. i should have just gone with speaking of spells i probably would have been better as a segue because you know yes. that would have been better like speaking I, of spells um yes i think that we are today 
going to be talking about reskilling things. Uh, we're going to be talking about our experiences of um, taking existing systems, uh, whichever system that may be, which, but we will probably be using 5e because this is the one we know the best and that is what we're talking about <laughs> so a lot almost on the, this show. I've only run one other system. <laughs> yeah, know. I've only... Technically, I've done two. I've technically done I two. I think two, I've played Pathfinder, kind of. but yes, I've, I've also run... I think nobody really GMs Wander Home, but like, mm. I, I, you kind of co-run it. Co-GM, with, yeah, with yeah, each yeah, other. yeah, yeah. So I've technically um, run that, and I've run Paradox Perfect. And so, yes, we'll be talking about how uh, to... And I guess this kind of will be a little bit of a homebrew um, thing as well. Like, a bit, we yeah. can kind of combine it with a well, bit of homebrew stuff. in a lot yeah. of ways, too. And I think, yes, and that, that was one of the key words I was going to say. It's how you flavor things differently and... Um, and I think, Jeremy, you raised a very good point off mic. So I think we should we'll start there, I think, as mm. just a point of conversation, because I think this is an interesting one. Um, uh, do you want to, like, reiterate the point that you yes. made? Yes. Uh, this has been, a, I think, a contentious issue for a lot of people because let's be real. I, this is actually this is actually relates to a conversation that was happening on our discord recently where people were talking about how. Uh, people will be like, I play TTRPGs, but the only game they've ever played is D&D and specifically Ooh. like fifth edition uh, yeah. where it's more. And people are like, yo, there are so many other TTRPGs out there that are also really good that have that in many ways, like nothing like D&D, like Wander Ooh. Home has very mechanically speaking, has very little common in, with Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, even in te- like in terms of the intent of the game. Yeah, for a lot of D and D games, there will be very little crossover with Wander Home and plenty of other uh, plenty of other TTRPGs. And the point yeah. being that there are all these other systems that can perhaps accomplish the thing that you're trying to do better than Fifth Edition can, or better than D and D in general can. Yes. So if you're like, I want to run a game that's all about cooking. And it's just and people just cook food and it's like we're expo- experimenting with new kinds of recipes, but we don't want to actually do that in real life because we want it to. So it's all just a it's a TTRPG cooking simulator. I, probably, I half expected Unati to jump into the Zoom then and be like, yes, <laughs> I'll buy it and just throw money at you. Uh, yes, just exactly. Because she heard cooking TTRPG. Yes. I think that might be like her happy place where she'll never leave. Like she, she just play that for the rest of her life and do nothing else as long as she's allowed to run around and stab people with knives in between cooking things cooking. i think i think it's perfect and then yeah, she has to defend her up. cooking pot from people that are trying to attack her whilst <laughs> also cooking i think that would be that would make it extremely happy uh so yes that is actually a very relevant point uh in a lot of ways like yeah not a, in some cases, depending on the type of game you're trying to run, it might honestly be a better idea to try and find another system. Yeah. Unfortunately, I am not very well versed in the world of TTRPGs at large, so yes. I can't make recommendations personally. Maybe that's something we can start trying to do uh, on the show is find more. Yeah, TTRPGs I think we, we did do a little. We did do a, we did do an episode, didn't we, where we talked about other TTRPGs, which was kind of fun. But we could definitely, yeah. I think, we could do that, make that more of a regular segment, and we. Maybe yeah. we could even get people to pitch us some and we can um, get them to send us like a, maybe, you know, send us a little voice note or something where they can be like, this is why you should do this. And we could play it and, you know, we could talk about it. Yeah. Um, and I agree. And I think that the only, my only thing is, and I think this is just generally like a thing with internet discourse, is like, but it's also okay if someone just wants to reskin 5e because that's the system that they know. And, uh, and like, that's ultimately the main reason why I do it, is that I mm-hmm. know 5e so well <laughs> that mm. it makes doing this 
probably easier for me and more accessible for me and my players yeah. than diving into a whole new system in which I may or may not get the required outcome. Yes. Uh, the, do you know what I mean? All the, the outcome I require. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yes. I know exactly what rules I can break or manipulate or mold or sh- reshape, etc., to fit the thing that I want to do mm-hmm. versus trying to adopt a whole new system. And that's not because... Uh, that, and that's not any knock on another system or anything. That's more of a knock on my time and my mm. uh, just my ability to engage with like a new thing. Um, yeah. As a lot of the time, I'm always trying to engage with new stuff and whatever. And actually, like it just takes it takes a hell of a long time. And like trying yeah. to, you uh, would need to run multiple games probably in that, or at, or least, at least to really to get to know it well. Yeah, to get to play it a bunch, yeah. or get to play it at least once. Uh, yeah, like, like, for, D- like DMing when you haven't played in it is really hard. Like I find, hmm. like I I I even now wouldn't have a clue how to run Pathfinder, and I would not. I I am not the kind of person that could just pick up the Pathfinder rulebook and become a good dm i'd have to play it like it's mm. just i find it super duper duper hard i'm actually trying to learn a ttrpg actually no i say this i'm actually trying to learn a ttrpg because i'm going to be running it uh running a game and i i can't play it because it's like not really out yet so i'm yeah. like i'm having to do that at the moment and i can tell you it's stressful and hard <laughs> yeah uh they the the, I'm, the does the game that you're running use powered by the apocalypse i cannot remember yes. uh, okay yeah completely different from yeah. from Utterly D&D. Different. That's one Utterly one thing I'd really like to watch some of those games being played cuz that was actually how I really learned D&D was from watching mm. Dimension 20. Yeah, and you absolutely can. There's some great people. That would be a fun thing to do actually. To find some other TTRPGs and then shout out some other shows uh which are playing play in those things uh, yeah. because that's a that's a very that's one of the best ways to learn, I think. It's, it's yeah. like watching and listening to them being kind of played because you kind of learn a bit of like, oh, you learn like the secrets, you know what I mean? You learn yes. like you're like, "Oh, that's how you can do that thing." Cool. Yeah, and then you, <laughs> you yeah, know? you see it in application and you see yes. tips and tricks from those people actually doing them. But anyway, that's not we're 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 primarily looking at reskinning in D&D because sometimes you're only trying to reskin one or two things. Yes. And, and it doesn't require you. Or it's for like a session, right? Where like you're yeah. going to like a parallel universe or something, right? Yeah. Like, that's, Or it's like Wagadu where it can still, I would say you probably could make Wagadu work better with some other systems that are yeah. less combat focused. I think definitely. I think it would definitely be better in like a Power by the Apocalypse or something uh, yeah. where, where it's more about like uh, sway and kind of like you know, there's more like dense like social interaction systems mm. etc because yeah. i think that um it would really it would be really really fun uh in that in that scenario mm. maybe even something we should uh, i was just i was just thinking to myself maybe we should of. consider that uh for future for future wagadu stuff that we do yeah yeah, yeah. we can even if even if we did a bit of a hybrid you know and we included yeah. some of those like you know like because i think actually someone on our discord and i apologize who it was uh th- that i can't remember but i remember a little while ago someone put together a little pdf on like interacting with spirits which i thought was, oh, kind it was of, like, probably an gift of gabe's i think it was ah. gift of gabe's well uh, they, you, they tend to do the most homebrew stuff that what i mm. and i think they've they do a ton of they love wagadu so oh, amazing uh, it's, and i know they're yeah, very active uh, on that and I, and I think that that you know that stuck out to me i was like oh yeah there probably kind of should be like a subset of rules for that specifically because i mean hey look that goes in a whole heap of uh, shit multiple times yeah <laughs> i think wagadu. that was what i think that may have been what motivated it i can't remember though but i think yeah that, yeah yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. episode of two problems <laughs> yeah that you guys had <laughs> trying to navigate the uh that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i think that um, was what motivated uh, I think that was what inspired it anyway. For and plus also, 
just one last point on this before we actually move on and get into the uh, mechanics of this is I also do think that the uh, it's, we're just talking about accessibility here and I do think that for a large part because people a lot most majority of people have played D and a five E in some iteration. Um, if you're doing a show or if you're presenting something like if you want to like unless you're doing like a full Kickstarter or something like reskinning is probably the better way to get something out there right now. Um, like if I mm -hmm. wanted to release like a module that I was reskinning a lot of stuff in 5e to like release. It's probably still better to do it in 5e because more people would probably interact with it than other stuff. And that's yeah. just like the situation well, that's, because that's a lot why, of people That's really... why Wagadu went with, that's why exactly. Twin Drums chose D&D 5th edition. Yeah, precisely. Uh, just because it's it's more, you know, more people uh, engage with it and play with it and stuff like that. And I think if you'd have made it a different system, then less people probably would have done so. Uh, um, like drastically. You are reducing yeah. your audience drastically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Unless yeah. you're already connected, like, well, like the game that you are learning how to run, mm, to a mm. famous IP. Mm, unless mm, you're mm. already connected to an IP that people will want to engage with, you're really so cutting your tough. audience if you're going with something that's not as well known. But... Um, Insane. Yeah, anyway, to the actual point. Yes. Jasper, do you want to start by telling uh, some of the, the reskinning stuff that you've done in the past? Yes. I would love to. Um, so I think uh, just to kind of preface this as well, a lot of the stuff that I've done, uh, I've tried to do, um, or I've tried to create facsimiles of existing stuff. Like that's always the way that I start. Um, so actually, this is my process generally. And then I'll talk about some of the things I've actually made. The process Wait, normally- let's define what reskinning is. Okay, we, yes. I realize that's, we never that's actually a very said good idea. we've that's been talking about reskinning this whole time. Yes, and no one—if you have not—if you're not familiar with the term, you poor souls. We are talking about taking the skin off of something and putting yes. a different skin. Uh, what is it? Mike Myers is that the the the, the murderer the, who does the you know um, Halloween? Oh, you're thinking Leatherface. Leatherface, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's basically what we're talking about. Yeah, uh, uh, taking, of course I'm it's, it's basically <laughs> taking an existing uh, item or thing in like a TTRPG. In this case, yeah. uh, f D and D. It could be edition. anything, like a setting, a class, a subclass, a, yeah, a you know, weapon, whatever you want it to be. An weapon. item, yeah. Uh, and also, a lot of it's also reflavoring, but it's basically mm. like and or retooling, and basically just like okay, I'm going to because reskinning is essentially taking something that exists and calling it something else. Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah. We should make the different. Uh, we should make the differentiation between reskinning and homebrewing, right? Because reskinning, ostensibly, mm. you might change one or two t smaller elements, but generally you're keeping it the same and you're just kind of calling it something else. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, uh, homebrewing is like more like you might have a basis, but then you kind of move quite drastically away from the thing that you've, uh, that you've based it on and you've created your own thing. Yes. Um, is is uh, generally the way to do it. And I think the reason why reskinning is an interesting uh, conversation is purely because it can... Just in in terms of the context of the types of items that you can then start to pull together, you can then start to get that same kind of imbalance or weirdness happening that you would with like homebrewing, um, mm. which is what I will get onto now. Which is like so, for instance, I think that one of the easiest ones to uh, talk about is like sci-fi or even like modern day D and D five e, right? Trying to reskin D and D five e to fit like a modern day or a sci-fi setting. Um, and my first advice is always like. Always check out DMs Guild. DMs Guild is an unbelievable resource. There's some great people on there that have made some truly, really fantastic stuff. And I'm not True. saying that you would um, necessarily, I'm not saying you have to use whatever's on DMs Guild, but it'll probably give you like a really good springboard and a really good idea of like 
you know, if you've got like a very specific idea, uh, the chances are there's something in the general ballpark on DMs Guild because there is just so much content on there. It's amazing. And and hey, like if there isn't anything on DMs Guild, then all the more reason for you to reskin stuff and make it and put on a DMs Guild and uh, share it with the world. Um, uh, and so that's generally where I would start is like have a look on DMs Guild and see if there's mm. anything that's kind of like close to it and then have a little perusal of that and then be like, oh, cool, there is some stuff that's close to it and that's like a good idea and that's a good idea and I'm going to take that, I'm going to take that and then I'm going to throw the rest of it away. Um, and then uh, I generally would then look through for like the closest facsimile of a thing and be like, oh, what's the closest to what I'm going to achieve? And this is where there's like a slight difference because sometimes I'm looking at like what is mechanically the closest and mm. what is like flavor-wise the closest. Mm. So for instance, um, if you're going to take like stuff like, I don't know, uh, even like guns, right? Yeah. Like you're probably looking realistically... If you're looking at like balancing, you might want to flavor your guns to be more like bows and arrows in terms of mechanical reasons if you don't want to make them overpowered because a lot of guns will be like 2d6 or like a d12 or whatever it is like so they can be pretty yeah. powerful like things. 2d8 for a revolver yeah exactly That's so it can be insane so like if you're running like a and it, and again it depends on the kind of campaign that you want to run and this is why I think we're talk, we're going to talk about this in the context of like getting that balance right because let's say let's say we're doing a sci-fi setting and you're starting off at level three and you've kind of got everything is relatively the same but then you give level three characters a two d eight weapon. <laughs> Uh, oof, that's gonna be yeah. They're gonna mow through everything, or they're gonna get mowed down real quick if everyone yeah. else has got revolvers. Which yeah, maybe, exactly. If you which, give but, your bad guys revolvers, but that's maybe like, that's the maybe maybe that's the world that you want to be in. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't get wrong. I, I I think that you know if you're gonna run a modern setting, that's the kind of modern setting I would want to play in. I want to play like if we have guns. Guns could kill people. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, guns are the, 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 like they take you out. Like, they land a headshot, mm. and you, you, you're out of here. So, like, it's you got to be careful. Like, um, it is kind of the point of guns. It's kind of the point of guns, exactly. And so, I think that there is then. Uh, so that so that is something that, that you need to bear in mind. So there is a mechanical. There is a, like a, a mechanical uh, uh, basis um, uh, from which you want to reskin something, and then there is like a flavor basis that you might want to reskin something. Um, because let's say a samurai sword again oh no sorry, sorry, uh, like a lightsaber for instance you reckon probably like a flame tongue sword is probably the closest thing closest facts ever but again that's 46 yeah <laughs> you know what i mean that's a lot so a you probably want to then go for maybe you want to go for a great sword or something instead or a uh, or even a rapier you know uh, does a d8 because again if everyone has them then it kind of balances out right yeah. um and uh so yeah i think and then, yes, I, and then I'll talk a little bit about, I guess, some of the things that I have reflavored. Um, so I reflavored, um, well, actually, we did the, the, we did the amazing one shot that we did with, the, with Eric Silver of Join the Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Join the Party. And that was pretty much just whole reskins. Like, that was mostly, yeah. 99% of that stuff was just reskinned. There was a, I had a couple spells which were from a UA Mm-hmm. Um, that was released like a modern magic UA, uh, which 
technically, I guess, was more of a homebrew thing than a than a, a reskin. But even yeah, then, I, mean, I was still a, re- it's, te- it's official. It was a, it was made by Wizards of the Coast. Yes. But yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd say between that and then Tovo are probably like the simplest versions of reskinning that I do, in the sense that like I completely ignore the language of the spells when I cast a spell as Tovo or yeah. the influencer. Like this, not the language of what the spells do, but just how not it the looks. mechanical. This is what yeah. I mean. This is the flavor. This is the flavor version. And then maybe yeah. we can talk about the mechanical in a minute because I think that that's a slightly uh, more tricky. Uh, subject uh mm-hmm. but the, in terms of the, the 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 flavor like that one is for instance so um I, I think i've used it at this point uh but like you know i've uh, hunter's mark is like a little mosquito that goes out and like injects a little tracer uh yeah. kind of uh, thing into them too. oh do i sweet yeah. there we go uh that's out uh <laughs> you've listened to that hopefully yeah. um and uh, what else? Uh, there's uh, Fine Steed is now you apparently just finding a camel and granting oh, yes. it sapience. Yes, by giving it a little uh, little implant in. Uh, yeah, you like head. give it a, me- a brain implant on its head. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think that has been genuinely one of my favorite parts of playing Outlaws and Obelisks, playing in that one shot. Like I really, really enjoy. That because I think it gives, and I, and this is one of the things I want that what I think is one of the biggest pluses of reskinning is like I really feel like it gives me so much agency, you mm. know, as a player. Uh, and I know it's only flavor, so it doesn't mechanically matter, but like it feels fucking cool. Like the whole point of this thing, right, is that we all get to imagine these badass characters and whatever. Like, I, I it, it gives me so much more authority over my character and the style of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love the idea that Tovo is kind of like a bit rusty and a bit kind of like everything is like, looks cool, but it's also like, it's like a bit broken. Yeah. Like, it's post-apocalyptic. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the, the little the little tracer mosquito is like a little wind-up. I think I described it as like a little yeah. wind-up kind of uh, one of those kind of like little things. Detect magic is like... Um, oh, it's it's wand. like a rod, yeah, a little <laughs> wand rod thing that you take out, yeah, a metal detector basically. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, they, yeah, there's yeah. There, there's a lot of. I think yeah, it gives you actually uh, one thing I wanted to say is the artificer class is the only one that in the actual published version encourages you to reskin and reflavor spells. Yeah, because they're like, well, artificers, when they use their magic, it often doesn't even look like they're using magic. It just looks Mm. like they're using their tech. And so it encourages you to personalize how your artificer does their spells. But I think I think what we should be what we can encourage here is. Hey, you can apply that to other spell casting. Yeah. 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 Or even even uh, martial classes, potentially. Mm-hmm. You, um, I did that. I've done it a lot with my well, barbarians. If, yeah, I was gonna say barbarian is a the exact one. I remember we did, uh, which is again now out. Shout out to difficulty class. We did a uh, we did that uh, one shot with uh, Trevor and uh, yeah. uh, And the my character in that uh, was was part barbarian, but doesn't fly into like a uh, foamy mouth rage. They mm-hmm. I, I called it blood fury was the way I re, re uh, reskinned it, and effectively it was like they get into such a like calmness of like mind. They get into such a one track like we must like i must overcome whatever is in front of me that they kind of get blinded to like everything else mm-hmm. um and that felt like a really fun reskin because it completely changed the dynamic of my character who was like a very calm very kind of like grumpy like yeah. old guy you know what i mean it wouldn't it really i don't think would have worked if i suddenly went and <laughs> just got yeah. really like <laughs> foamy and just angry it like it really just, silly it would have been so silly so i think it was it, it definitely enabled me to play a very different different kind of character uh in that scenario which i really really enjoyed 
Mm. Uh, the uh, for me, uh, I, I'm thinking of two different barbarians that I've played, both uh, both of which. Actually, I'll say three, because there's three different barbarians that come to mind. One Ooh. was BG426, who was an ancestral guardian barbarian. The uh, The premise is that he was built by one of the NPCs in the game to be his personal bodyguard, but he was the 426th attempt at building a, an effective bodyguard, uh, hence the <laughs> 426. But his uh, his his power like when he would enter his rage he's entering battle mode and like all of his ancestral guardian abilities were him activating leftover powers from like previous models so like that's where the ancestral guardian comes from all of his ancestors were just previous models in the in the bg the bodyguard line that's pretty cool so like all of yeah that was really fun to play one of them very recently actually also in our ancestral guardian barbarian i'm playing in a stranger things campaign and my character his name is lamont daniels uh basically (laughs) you always come up with the blackest names (laughs) dennis colspring what was it like lamont did you say Lamont Daniels. Lamont Daniels. Like, that's the blackest name. <laughs> like, if there's any question as to, the, as to the race, the coded race of Jeremy's characters, you only need to go as far as the fucking name. Hey, I'm Lamont Daniels. You can't say that. Like, hello there, I'm Lamont Daniels. It just sounds just like, it's just like, that is not a white dude. <laughs> he's actually, interestingly enough, he's actually a... I well, not really. He's a he sort of I re I took the name of Daniel LaRusso from the Karate Kid and Ooh. swapped the uh, swapped the law to the first name and the Daniel to the last name. And then <laughs> I was like, uh, OK, he's Daniels. That works as a last name. And then yeah. LaRusso. No, Lamont. Cool. Lamont. We'll go with that. <laughs> so he's Lamont Daniels because he's kind of inspired by the the underdog who becomes Is this strong. middle name Trayvon? As well. No, but his dad is <laughs> named Cedric. So his his dad is named Cedric Daniels. Cedric um, Daniels. Which, if you're a Wire fan, uh, you just <laughs> you just smiled internally, probably. Um, or, but, or just smiled like a, a strange person, as I often do to podcasts when I listen to them. I just like, ha I laugh, and I realize that no one else is listening, and I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I look like a crazy person now. <laughs> Whoops. Um, and also you realize that you just, uh, you're not actually around anybody, but you just said all of that out loud (laughs) to no no one (laughs) and you actually have lost your mind wow Uh, i'm actually going yeah this is not good (laughs) lamont daniels is like a a nerd who used to get bullied but then he had like a huge growth spurt but also like went to he decided to beat everybody he decided to beat everybody like he was inspired by like rocky and other characters Mm. like that so he went to the gym this headgum podcast is brought to you by aura frames that is right uh from grandmothers to new mothers aunts even the friends of your life every mom loves an aura frame holy shit even aunts yes especially aunts oh well because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of oprah's favorite things i mean these aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages i believe it you have an aura frame don't you yes i actually more than believe it i know it uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little 
uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And just got jacked. So he's like on the football team and he's this huge kid. uh, And like he defends nerds and stuff. So that's like where the he's the guardian. And so like when he goes the the ancestral guardian ability where like when you attack someone, they have disadvantage on attacking someone other than you. That's basically just him getting in somebody's face, like using his football (laughs) training and just like, oh, come on, come on. And like trying to get them to look at him. Yeah. And then I have a character named um, her name. Actually, she was she's from the the campaign that Yelcash used to be in. Uh, she she her name is uh, her name is Velveteen. Uh, nicknamed oh. Velvet Lop. Yes, you've, I think you've spoken about Velvet Lop before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Velvet yeah. Lop again? She's a wild magic barbarian, That's and it. all all of her wild magic abilities are reskinned as her. Uh, summoning the fae spirits of her legendary ancestors. So like her and there I took like famous fictional rabbits and because the idea is that she comes from a long line of like epically famous fictional rabbits. Uh, or I guess they're real in this context, but like, so Bugs Bunny is con- like, is one of her ancestors, for example. Um, another one is Banicula. I forget which power that is, but but uh, Banicula the fit, the vampire bunny. Um, one of her ancestors is Basil Stag Hare from the Redwall series. One's the White Rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. One's the Rabbit of Carbonog from Monty Python. Um, one is Peppy from Star Fox, <laughs> so she just starts doing a barrel roll. Uh, one of them is Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh, who cultivates Do a, a garden. Yeah, uh, and then, oh, the, one of them is Miyamoto Usagi from the Usagi Yojimbo manga, which is a, he's a samurai rabbit. Sick. Yeah. Very cool. These are very yeah. cool. These are very cool. And it reasons. makes her so much more interesting. So, like, her yeah. rage is her being like, woohoo, yeah! She's, like, oh, not yeah. even mad. She's like, yay, because she wants to be, a, she wants to earn legendary status mm. alongside her family by create, like by performing great deeds. So her think- rage is just her, like, fighting spirit getting fired up and just like yeah all right and i think this is one of the one of the interesting uh, you kind of like nailed it for me why i think reskinning is such like an important 
thing to do and why I'm like really, you know, I really wanted to encourage people to do this episode and encourage people to do it because you could, you'd be so surprised at how quickly you can make something feel truly unique and truly your own. And that's both as the DM and as the player. Mm. Uh, if you just reskin things and like, I think it's a way that you get around uh, having multiple of the same class in a party and making them feel very unique and very different. Um like you know, like you know, when I think of uh, you know parties of like all monks or all bards or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, you know, I think quite often I reskin a couple things and suddenly they they feel wildly different. Not only that, obviously they have different subclasses, which can make certain classes feel extremely different from each other. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, you also uh, it gives you it just gives you the extra ability, I think, to to make your, to make it feel a bit more unique. And um, uh, so I guess maybe we should talk a little bit about reskinning as the DM. Uh, we've done, uh, we yeah. touched on a little bit of, of reskinning as a player there, actually. So, yeah. so it might be good to um, talk a little bit about. I, uh, yeah. Do you want to hop in first or shall, uh, shall I re- Why don't you kick in? us off this time? You kick us okay. Off time. I'm trying to think of specifically something that I've reskinned and not homebrewed entirely from scratch. I had stuff in my <laughs> brain, but it left during the, the, the discussion that we were just having. Well, how about I give you a minute to think about that and we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back after this message. And we're back. Uh, do you want me to kick us off, Jeremy, or have you thought of something? Sure, yeah. If you want to, I'm trying to. I'm still trying to think of like reskinning. What's that? Like my brain <laughs> has just gone that. So I'm like, hmm. you've had one of the brain farts that I have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, I think reskinning this. Uh, I do. I do a lot of reskinning from like modules and stuff, which is very fun. Um, I think I've spoken about this before on the show. I really enjoyed the Wild Map book, and I really enjoyed just being like, hey, I don't want to have to generate everything thing uh but i also want it to feel like my own and i also uh you know want to change things around and so uh i usually take a lot of like towns and cities uh from existing modules as like inspiration and Mm. like story quests as starts start off points and stuff like that like i'll just lift that stuff straight out and then just reskin it to fit my world uh Mm. and that usually is just a case and that's this is very simple it's just a case of like okay what races exist in this town that don't that wouldn't be there in my game you know if we're in a particular area of the world there wouldn't be any kenku or whatever there because of x y or z so therefore Mm -hmm. i'm gonna like you know and even that i think is like a very very simple thing which i'm sure a lot of people are doing anyway but it's just a really 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 nice way of saving yourself a lot of the time a lot of time as a dm where you kind of also don't have to worry about your players either having heard it before or been there or whatever it may be because quite often I'll lift from I'll lift from shows as well. Like if I hear a cool thing on NADPOD or Critical Role or Join the Party or uh, Transplanter or whatever it may be, like I will absolutely then like uh, take that thing wholesale, put it in my game, and just reflavor the hell out of it to the point where I feel like my players couldn't recognize it. And yeah. most of the time, they don't because Jeremy plays has played in my home games, and I know that Jeremy listens to stuff like Critical Role, and I don't. And Jeremy's ever come up to me and been like, "Hey, dude, was that a?" Uh, was that just Port Damali from Critical Role? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was, <laughs> but like I just called in enough different stuff. Uh, I flew, I've, I've used a few of my own flavors that you didn't realize. <laughs> um, all art is theft, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's, a, it's a well-known phrase, and uh, you've just made this. You've made. You've suggested this whole episode just so that we can talk about your rampant, uh, your rampant plagiarism <laughs> in, in your D and D game. 
I would like to stress that I very much this is very much for home games when I don't have enough time to plan things. Mm. Uh, this particular instance, um, but even so, uh, I actually didn't. Uh, uh, I did, we didn't do dissimilar things when I did the Nadpod one shot um, because again that was a lot of trying to um, how do I take existing stuff and make it work for you know b- b- for being small uh, yeah. and so for instance I took like the wild magic table and I reskinned that to work for I was like okay can I throw in some like small based uh, flavor for this mm-hmm. Um and I think, you know, so just like a lot of the things I'd uh, establish is like, oh, like th- this thing appears. And instead of like this thing appearing, it would be like an ant or something. But an ant is still like the size, like they could ride an ant. Do you know what I mean? Because they're yeah. really small. Um, so it, it was just about basically, basically making it fit into the world that I'd uh, uh, create. And I think that's generally the the, the big thing with uh, with this for, for DMing is just like find a way for this to fit a... Uh, find a way to make something fit your set of rules and change whatever then like needs to be changed. Um, but don't like feel free to take the easy option though. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. That's what I think I'm saying here. Yeah, it's like, you don't have to completely mechanically redo something. You can just take the thing and yeah. just and I think call this is it what something I, else. Yeah, this is what we were saying earlier. It's like flavor versus mechanical reskinning is a is a is a different uh, is a different thing. We'll get onto mechanical reskinning. I think uh, uh, shortly. Um, but do you have anything that you can th- that you think yes. that you've reskinned? Yes. From yes. The DM's perspective. Yes. So. So uh, there, the the I think the most reskinning that I've done uh, is in the the gothic horror noir setting, noir setting. that I run, yeah. which I'm definitely gonna have to bring onto the show at some point because I do. Love yeah, it. for sure, for um, sure. But there, there was. Uh, Basically, a little bit of background there, uh, because it's like drawing from gothic horror, mm. there's a, uh, there's like a whole thing of um, somebody, this guy discovered, uh, basically, it's like a weird version of the, the Awakened spell. Basically, mm-hmm. people figured out how to use magic to augment creatures, and so they referred to them as augs. Uh, sure. And so, like, you would have... Um, you would have like all kinds of you'd have like basically like awakened creatures but then people started to take it further and give animals more and more powers mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. some of these got way out of control and the, <laughs> the creatures escaped and were these monsters that caused huge amounts of damage and eventually the government was like cool so we're gonna outlaw this it is extremely <laughs> illegal now this is a no from us thanks yeah, for the input everyone no from us <laughs> strong uh, no. we're not going to allow this anymore we're going to kill all of the existing ones you're not allowed to have them but Ooh. you know you have the rumors that oh. some of them escaped and that oh. people may still be making them somewhere Ooh. and they, they may be in the sewers and there was a session where one of the parties that is exists here is going through was going through the sewers and they encountered uh a it, i think it was a half raccoon half like frog Ooh. i think a half a, raccoon half a rog? frog a rog a rog a rog or a or a or a f- Fracoon? A fracoon? Fracoon is definitely. Fracoon, I, I think it was like a, yeah, I think it was like a, oh, I think it was some kind of, um, I, I know what it was reskinned. I know what it was. It was an Otug. 
Mm. Uh, which is like a trash monster in D anD. d It's a it's an aberration that eats trash and is like telepathic. But in this version, <laughs> it was trash like puppy. what? It's a little trash puppy. Yeah, except it is? in this yeah. version, it was like this horrifying psychic raccoon named I think Bill, who <laughs> who was living <laughs> in the sewers, surviving on filth, and Bill wanted death. He actively wanted to die <laughs> because he was like, I am I I was just a raccoon and now I am this monster and I life is pain. Oh, no. Life existence is pain. So and sad. so he'd be attacking the party and every time they'd attacked them, he'd he'd thank them. <laughs> oh, God. It was like really disturbing, oh, but God. everybody was laughing so hard. Just how sad it was. <laughs> He's like, Yes, thank you. This is what I wanted all along. Free me from this pain. Uh, <laughs> And because he's like, I think it was like he also had uncontrollable hunger. And so he couldn't stop himself from attacking them. Uh, It was, yeah, it was wild. That's that's very sad. I think reskinning monsters is one of the big ones. That was, uh, yeah, actually. No one one knew what that was. I can tell you that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, there was, oh, I just saw, this is, oh, shout out to my friend Taylor who plays in that game. He, <laughs> he plays a character named Shriek, who's an assassin, and Shriek, uh, I think is part, is, I forget how, but he has a bunch of, like, fake, uh, fake identities that he uses. Shriek is a bird. Mm. Uh, Sh- Shriek is actually just, his actual name is, ah! But he, people just call him Shriek. Uh, I need to clip that. I need to clip that. That was such a perfect bird noise. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, he and he. All of his. All of his alternate identities are puns on very. Like, basically, the one that I just saw was Paul Blartimus Fowl. Which is an amazing, oh that is an amazing, uh, it's an amazing <laughs> fake identity name for a bird man. Paul Blartimus Fowl. I'm basically just picturing bird person at this point. That's effectively he, what Actually, he looks like a, he's a Kenku. He looks like a Kenku. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's, it's, uh, I've done a lot of, I've done a lot of reskinning that way of like mm. reskinning monsters. Yes. Uh, and actually an example of reskinning that people, I, it just sort of kind of happened this way, but mm. uh, and it's, it's also sort of reflavoring, but happened on the show Ooh. was in the Strahd two shot that we did. I, as oh. a bard, rather than like play, rather than like performing music for the most part, I, I would literally yes. just play songs on my iPod. And that was like how I was accessing my magical abilities. Yeah. It was like summoning magic through my enjoyment of music. Yeah, and, uh, and that was so good as well. Like that, I think it 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 worked purely because of your encyclopedic knowledge of certain <laughs> genres of music. Like it was kind of obscene how well and easily you were able to recall songs at like the like the exact song for like an appropriate moment. And it makes me deeply sad that copyright law is an issue because I would have put every single one of those fucking songs <laughs> in that uh, like as like in that edit if I could have done. But I it would have been. It would not have. We'd have got told off for sure. Like you know, there was so many songs. Oh, um, thank you. But it's very very cool. Um, should we talk a little bit about mechanical reskinning as well? Because I think this one, this because I think this kind of goes into. Uh, so like, let's say you want to turn a uh, longbow into a uh, laser rifle. 
you know, mm-hmm. for a particular thing. I think the biggest thing that I would say in this instance is that you need to think about like, or the, the way that I think about it is I tried to be really simple with myself. And I said, like, what is one property that I would want to give to this reskinned item? To make mm. it work, to make it feel like it works, uh, and I, I, get, I set myself a limit of like one because you could easily imagine you could easily reskin a lightsaber and be like, okay, so it can do this and it can do this, and if you do it this thing, you can do this. like. I, I think like those things can arise situationally, and your player might present that as an option. But generally, you can then be like, oh, okay, yeah, that would kind of work. I don't necessarily think you have to have thought of all of that stuff beforehand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In the same way that we do with regular weapons or regular items or regular settings all the time. Just like there's an element of, and I just wanted to re, like warn people at the top that it's very easy to get bogged down into like, yeah, but technically, like if the <laughs> lightsaber was to be hit on the hilt or the whatever, and this gem yeah, came out and it, it wouldn't apart. work. And also, it could just and cut through just limbs. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? And just lose a limb. Exactly, exactly. So, but in saying that, though, if there is like, I, I, you want to give it one particular ability, mm-hmm. that's usually the cutoff I say. Because I think generally in D and D, unless you go into the awakening items that have come out in the wild mount stuff, generally everything has like a uh, an ability, like a thing, unless they're like yeah. one, like you know, legendary wondrous items or something. Mm-hmm. They have an ability, so that's always what I try to do. Is like. So, okay, I want to make a laser rifle. So, and Jeremy, feel free to pitch in, by the way, if you have any, like, you know, how you might do it or... or yeah, oh, uh, I was just uh, thinking just, about the lightsaber. You could take oh, yeah, a, okay, you let's could go take with the lightsaber, a, actually, because that, yeah. that one's nice and easy. Um, uh, a long, I would say with long the sword? lightsaber. Yeah, I would say maybe a longsword. Um, it needs to be a versatile weapon, I think, because you'd want to, like, the option of... Because I think that there is... Uh, enough people that use one-handed and two-handed lightsabers and like yeah the different and i don't think i don't think two more. hands would make a difference with a lightsaber i think it's mm. just which actually at that point you're saying mechanically it's just Sorry, better yes. to have two yeah yeah well, well, true true unless would you, you say that two makes it harder to use the force that's the thing i think two would make it harder to use the force and maybe uh, th- maybe it's also, like you can you have to I have a hand free to cast spells which in this case is using the is force the using the force yeah so yeah, 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 yeah. if you're if you have two of them you can't cast spells but you can do a bunch more and i would say instead of slashing damage it should be radiant nice you should do yeah. radiant damage mm-hmm. uh one or two hands should not matter because mm-hmm. it's not really about uh, and the, the, it's not really about how hard you're swinging it most of the time. It's still going to mess somebody up. Yes. Yes. I think, uh, but okay. So, uh, so as a potential, so, okay. So we're saying radiant damage and it's a 1d10. I, I mean, you could have it be 1d8. Like it's yeah, like a 1D8. rapier. Well, yeah. Rapier. Um, so then I think, okay, so what would like the one ability be? With a crit. You? I think with a crit, then mm-hmm. you, uh, somebody has to make a con save or something to potentially risk having a limb chopped off. Whoa, that's cool. Which still makes it really strong. That makes it, yeah, very strong. That makes but it yeah, very, very strong. I think like, a low DC, I think. I would make it a low DC. Unless yeah. it was like, unless we're making this a legendary item. I think it, it depends on whether I would, it depends on whether I'd be saying a lightsaber is going to be a big deal to get in this campaign mm. or a lightsaber is going to be, and this is, a, this, is, this is exactly the kind of conversation you need to have with yourself, right? You right. need to work out like where is the power level going to yeah. be for this particular item. And at this right? point it becomes homebrewing. We're just fully homebrewing a lightsaber at this no, point. No, sure, but, that, but uh, I think but that's why I said we were going to end up getting into homebrewing yeah. at some point anyway. Um, uh, but well, yeah, it's so yeah. You, and that, that's the question is then do you introduce a parry mechanic? 
That was that what can... I was going to say. That my my one ability instead of the dismemberment was going to be a, uh, a a deflect missile type uh, that would be, reaction. Yeah, you definitely would need uh, that if you wanted to feel like a lightsaber. Yeah, so that would be the, the one ability that I think I would give the lightsaber. Because um, I think then, like, after that, what I might say is, like, okay, let's say you're going for... Maybe, maybe you've got a fighter class. I might then see if we could reskin one of the fighter abilities to, like, increase your ability to use the lightsaber. You mm. know what I mean? Like, maybe then one of the lightsaber abilities could be, like, once per day on a crit, you could attempt to dismember your, you know, or or, or, or land some sort of, like... Uh, you know, whatever it is, blow on this mm. particular thing. I think it, I think it should be tied to whatever it is you're using to mm. y- operate the lightsaber, mm, okay, which I think sure. should probably be dexterity rather than strength. Yes, Even Definitely though in some versions, I've, I've, I remember reading that like in the Star Trek lore, or not Star Trek, oh my Star Trek? <laughs> uh, in the Star Wars lore, they lightsabers are supposed the to be... Are <laughs> There's a, uh, the lightsaber is supposed to be like really heavy and hard to control and like mm. that's why Jedi are the ones who use them because they can operate them using the force or something um, I, I I don't know I feel like I would just ignore that because it's not like uh, the movies talk about it yeah and uh, I also just think I also just think like if you watch a Finn lightsaber fight it's a quick lightsaber and used it fine yeah, yeah, it's quick. It's quick. It's snappy. It's it's not like <laughs> they're also weighted really weirdly. If you think mm. about it, because they, it would the be blade really has no weight. Yeah, it'd be really hard to use. Yeah, which is honestly why uh, it is such why dual wielding is such a bad idea. With specifically with with <laughs> lightsabers, because since there is no weight to the blade. Unless you are looking at both blades at the same time, you your body cannot off. tell where they are. <laughs> yeah, you're going to cut something off. Yeah, like, sure. even, like it's it's very easy to hit yourself even with two actual blades. But like if you're holding something, you can feel which way it's pointing by where like obviously, yeah, you know where it's pointing if based on your the positioning of your wrist. But you can also feel with a with a real physical object, you can feel the weight. Plus so also you, if you, you if you if you swing a sword, even at a good velocity at yourself, you're probably not going to generate enough power in that, like, you know, like if you're yeah. just going to bring it round the side of your head, you're not going to generate enough power to, like, cut your own head off. Whereas yeah, you could seriously injure yourself, but you're not going to just... That would whoop. just whoop, straight through and you're, you're gone. I saw a <laughs> video on a YouTube really, of a... There's a really yeah. funny meme of General... There's a, Someone did a General oh, Grievous General thing Grievous just where he gets up. out, like, a thousand lightsabers, yeah. and, like, and he gets all these ones out, and then he, like, starts to, like, swing them all and just cut himself yeah, just disintegrates. <laughs> it's really uh, funny. I did see a video once of a guy trying to dual wield swords in like his backyard and at all like almost cut off one of his fingers. It was really bad. He had to like go to the hospital. Um, but like if that had been a lightsaber, that dude has half a hand now. <laughs> <laughs> if he's lucky. If he's yeah. lucky. If he's because lucky. Then, he's, then you've got to like then you've got to drop the other lightsaber. Hope that doesn't bounce and chop one of your legs off. Do yeah. you know, like it's like it's real hazardous. Lightsabers are real hazardous. Just don't the, the lightsabers I there's a really good video by I think Shadowversity on YouTube about what lightsabers what lightsaber combat would look like and mm. because it's all about like because you don't need to swing hard no it, you it, just w- poke it, the, yeah it, you just poke it would be like pe- you would like people fencing. St- yeah it would be like fencing but like you stand trying to keep the rest of your body as far away from the opponent as possible and yeah. like just try and it'd be a lot of like like it literally, it literally would be like fencing in the sense that like you score a point by like just touching your opponent with yeah. no real power because literally if you touch their chest <laughs> with yeah. a lightsaber, that's it. <laughs> also, there it's, would have to be a guard. 
Yeah. It's uh, if there's no guard and you're fighting another lightsaber user, your lightsaber hand is going to get destroyed. Yes, you need a light. You need a guard and not the one that f- the f- Kylo Ren has because I think that there's been enough I mean, you only take one look at it, but there's also enough videos out there that prove that that lightsaber guard would not help in nearly <laughs> any it situation. Slide. It just goes because straight it slides down and it would just cut your hand off. It's such a bad yeah. design. It really it looks dope. I won't take that away, but it, it but it, it's a terrible design. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So for this, I actually I think there is a Star Wars 5e system that w- would be worth looking into but i, I do believe it. there is and i would genuinely love to play that because i, think I have it on good authority that there is <laughs> yes, we've been told yeah. there yes is. we definitely have been told we that there actually is. know that there is yeah yeah, uh, yeah but if if i was going to do this i would probably make lightsabers a prestige weapon yes so that most they're rare only yeah. Jedi have them, or yeah. like, or Sith, or somebody who has killed one. And, and I would genuinely, common. and I would genuinely say it's hard to gain a proficiency. It's very hard to gain a proficiency, mm-hmm. and there probably would be at least one, if not three, tiers of light, like at least two, if not three, tiers of lightsaber. In that, like a training saber would probably be a thing. Oh, because the those, training those sabers in, are like exist in Star Wars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, 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 like the, the green, like because they like they're like they're like hot, but they like kind of like burn you. Like it's like it's like yeah, singe kind of they, thing. Yeah, they hurt. Like you, it but would they don't kind of it would you. still suck to get whacked by one, but like that realistically probably would do like on par damage with like a, a normal sword. In that, like you get hit, you get clubbed by one. Because mo- the, the thing is, uh, and this is I think again a, a good uh, kind of comparison with. Um, in terms of reskinning stuff, is that like swords generally in a sword fight will not slice through you. Yeah. That, like that's not the design of a sword. They are like a bludgeoning we- weapon well, and a cutting. piercing weapon. You. They could, they, they could. Thing is, it's it's kind of like unless they caught open flesh. Like if you're fighting someone else who's armored, it's oh, very unlikely okay. like that you're gonna like in a full cl- cleave suit. into someone or like yeah. you know what I mean. Like they could, they could absolutely cut you. But even then, that's like the tip of the sword. Yeah, that's like a very direct. Kind of, you know. But now cut. we're getting it's, into sword history. Swords were not designed to fight armored opponents. Yes, they're was, like, or not like heavily armored opponents. So they yeah, are, like, they well, are the supposed to be able to slash. And yeah. like, you could theoretically. I mean, it's it's gonna be hard to hack through a whole limb, but hmm. you could. At the very least, you can get cut very easy with a sword. Like yes. if somebody hits you with the blade of a sword, it's gonna slash you. It's gonna uh, cut you. Yes, it's not yes. gonna lightsaber go straight through you. But unless you have <laughs> a lot of protective gear. But yes, actually, there, there's um. Did you watch the movie Henry? I think it's Henry. Henry, starring Tim- Timothée Chalamet. Oh, the the, 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 the king or is it one. King? It's King, king Henry. not Henry. It's King. It's called King, I think. Yeah, yeah it's, it's King, king. Not, Henry. It's, not Henry. I knew it was. I knew it was, I was about, like, about King the Henry Hoover? V. <laughs> is it a movie about the a sword wielding Hoover? <laughs> uh, no. I don't know. If, do you have Henry Hoovers in America? Oh uh, no, uh, no. Do you not have Henry? No. Yo, it does feel like a very British thing now I think about it. Like, the fact that it's called it's, Henry as well. It's so weird. Like, it's such, like, they're such good Hoovers as well. Like, I just want to preface this. Henry Hoovers legitimately are the best Hoovers. They're so durable. Like, yeah, they've really got, a, they've got British, great suction. The, the home of the Henry vacuum. It's myhenry.co.uk. My yeah, they're, they're UK. <laughs> I bet it's named after the guy. Yeah, well, it's, everything's named after the guy. But they're so good, though, Henrys. They really are. Um, uh, they've got a little face on them. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay, King. but anyway, I would say uh, in the... there, um, 
They use the murder stroke. That's what it's called. The murder stroke, which, uh, which is said this is in real like combat. People actually did this when they Ooh. were fighting a heavily armored opponent using a sword. Rather than trying to hit them with the blade, they'd grab the blade themselves. Yes. And bash them with the hilt with the hilt. Or yeah, they yeah, would yeah. short sword or excuse me, half sword it, which means they'd have one hand on the hilt and then one hand on the blade of the sword. And so mm. they'd have more control and try and jam it into the gaps in their opponent's armor. So the murder stroke, which basically turns your sword into a bludgeoning weapon, and then half-sorting, where you're trying to be very precise with your stabs, and also put more power into it, because your whole body is now just... This actually raises a really... uh, I'm very glad you gave this example, because this is a great example. Uh, This is something that I would allow, and I would encourage DMs to allow, that you... If, if, say, you came up against a thing which had resistance to uh, slashing damage, but not to bludgeoning damage... Like it, oh, it works. Yeah. Murder it definitely works. That you could, it, I, if you had a long sword, I'd let my barbarian flip that sword round and you know, like <laughs> have at it. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like that. I 100 percent would allow that. I think it's kind of yeah. cool. I think it works in the context. It for I would honor lower the damage the video die. Game. I would lower the damage die. I don't know if I would. I don't know. I, if I think I would because otherwise it's just well, my sword does exactly because the, the sword isn't designed for that. Like uh, it shouldn't. For example, a long sword sure, whacking you in the head ma- should not do as much as like warhammer or warhammer. Sure, sure, sure which sure, is designed sure, sure. for puncturing armor. Mm, like mm, I think mm. that should like so that I I could see knocking it down that, to like yeah. a d six. Yeah, but I'd keep this the proficiencies and everything like yeah the, yeah the, yeah the same. still yeah, let yeah, them yeah, hit yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's yeah. There, yeah. That's a nice reskin of yeah. something which I think which I think works. Yeah, we got one in there. At least. There was one. There was one good. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> and one honestly, the lightsaber thing is interesting because you essentially come up with a lightsaber combat system, or oh. you just do what Star like, or it's like that. The, your AC is part of that. So you do the monk thing and have yes. the AC rather than being tied to your armor be tied mm-hmm. to your actual skills. Yes. Uh, And your force abilities or whatever. So like you're not wearing armor, but it's like if somebody does. So Jedi would have high AC Mm -hmm. uh, and could have like a parry ability to raise their AC against uh, a sword blow. Mm -hmm. So they have the reaction or they have the deflect missile. I guess parry can uh, can can do either. I guess mm-hmm. the idea is, and then yeah. if you if you actually similar to the monk, if you spend a key point, you can or a force point or spend some force yeah, yeah, power, yeah, some sort you of can force, deflect force the, the bolt back. back at the yeah. person. And I think, uh, and just we'll just stick with this um, to sort of round up some of this um, reskilling stuff as well. Just like uh, to give a few examples of ways that you could. Um, uh, ways that you could potentially reskin a, a thing to like fit a Jedi, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like maybe casting like a message on someone or something and then doing oh, the little hand suggestion? wave, you know, or suggestion, sorry, and then doing the little yeah. hand wave. That's what I meant, sorry. Uh, and, you know, that could be like your Jedi mind trick. Catapult would probably be a pretty yeah. sick way of, of doing like a force you know, throwing objects or whatever, yeah. or um, that could be kind of fun. Force push um, could be like thunder wave. Thunder wave, yep, yep. I think that you could easily as well reskin. Well, there, there's a force pulse. Who sure yeah, uses force, it a yeah, bunch of pulse. times? Yeah, I think you could easily reskin as well, like firebolt, say, as a cantrip, as a force push, and change that to bludgeoning damage. Yes, uh, that's probably what or I would force say. Force damage, just straight uh, up force damage. Or, or force damage. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, obviously, I forget that force yeah. damage is actually pulse a wave, thing. That's the name of the spell. But yeah, um, force damage. Is there, a, is there anything that would? 
Is it like Thorn Whip or something that could move the enemy? Yeah, it can pull them closer to you. Maybe yeah, if you I just maybe change thorn, the damage types. The, yeah, change the damage type and make it move them away. Then you could say have Thorn Whip as a again as like a reskinned uh, ability, like ability instead of yeah. Force Push. Uh, if you want to just be shrapnel, you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just fling at somebody and it explodes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, or like a flechette ones? canister going that you happen to have. Uh, shocking Grasp if you're a Sith. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, shocking grasp can either be like you are using the force to try and overwhelm them uh, with like uh, uh, by like firing all their synapses or yeah. you're just a straight up Sith shocking this person. Yeah. And like instead of XP as well, you could just have Metaclorians. Like, you know, you could just Oh, like, your Metaclorian count raises. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I know I've just really triggered some people and I yeah. to like I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of midi chlorians but I don't no, I'm not as like. hardcore against them as some people are. <laughs> and literally as I was making that joke I was like oh I'm so glad this is a podcast and people oh. listen to this after the fact and not with me because <laughs> I oh feel like chat, some, someone would, would go crazy yeah someone would instinctively launch at me <laughs> if we were at a live show just without control of their body and then afterwards they'd be like I'm so sorry i don't know what came over me <laughs> <laughs> they hate you forever after that they, yeah just just and i oh this is another thing actually i want to talk about real quick this is a thing uh which i thought uh was worth reskinning uh, worth thinking about in terms of reskinning which is that i quite often hear the argument uh oh they're looking right at the door there's no way that you could possibly sneak past them mm-hmm because of the way that the like stealth is phrased in like D and D, etc., and I think this is a really good example of reskinning, um, which is that stealth doesn't necessarily stealth could be like no one notices you or no one thinks that you are um, a threat. Oh, okay. No one. So you thinks- walk in, but you manage to. It's one of those you blend in kind of yeah. thing, right? Like they, they think, oh, like oh, they're probably in supposed a crowd, to be here. Yeah. So Do you're you know not like I mean? actually crouching. You're just like yeah. Your assassin's creeding it. Fuck! It's just Christian Bale turns up and provides a distraction for you. He just goes, walks. I'm gonna. Jeremy, can we play a game in which in which I have like a familiar or something, and it's Christian Bale who just turns up and causes a distraction so that I get advantage on a stealth check. He just walks into any scenario and goes, or sings the Powerpuff Girls theme song. Oh, good for you! Good like for whenever, you. whenever you succeed on a check, <laughs> <laughs> whenever he, whenever he, as a familiar, he like dies or is dispelled or whatever. He's like, "You and me, man, we're fucking done professionally. We're fucking done. We're fucking, we're fucking done, done professionally, professionally, man." So funny. You're a nice guy, but but wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, the point I was making is this is basically like Assassin's Creed where you like sit on a park bench and no one notices you as the guards walk past. (laughs) You're just sitting there like Uh, just minding your own damn business. Oh man, that will never not be funny to me. It will never ever not be fucking hilarious to me. Can you imagine? 
imagine being on set and you like you get the giggles? Because well, he sounds so silly. Could you imagine being yeah being on set with Christian Bale and getting the giggles would be the most stressful experience of my life. Imagine imagine if Christian Bale was in the Butterfly Lion and it would be like if you can feed him <laughs> and Christian Bale's the the director just hardballing you. Just up you. there trying to say your line like da 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 da. da. <laughs> All you have to say is if you could feed him, you could take him. Da, 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 da. <laughs> then the lion comes out. With da, 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 then the lion comes out. That's all it's got to be. The lion comes out like. Da, da, da. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is <laughs> this has followed the good the, the pattern of three black halflings. We've descended into fucking Completely. chaos. And I don't I don't think any of the times we've explained this joke, it's ever made it to the main feed. Have yeah, we so people exp- probably have no context for oh, this. If you if you're go not a listen to the sense. Christian Bale rant from the two thousand the, the, the set of the two thousand nine film Terminator Salvation. Do uh, if you haven't heard favor. it already, I guess if you're like a zoomer, you may not have heard it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah because yeah. They, it's like. It was if you're a millennial, there's a very good chance you've heard it. But if you haven't, basically, he's getting really mad at a guy named Shane Hurlbutt, who was, <laughs> I believe, the lighting designer for the movie Terminator Salvation. Christian Bale was doing some kind of really emotional scene or something. And Shane uh, moved like somewhere, not in front of the camera, but Shane basically adjusted a light. And <laughs> I in think the he middle walked of the across scene, and adjusted a light. Yeah. And Christian scene. Bale lost it. Yeah. And somebody recorded it and released the recording. So there's just an audio recording of Christian Bale in still in his like John Connor accent, screaming at Shane Hurlbutt. And at one point he's like, I'm here doing this scene, and there you go, like da 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 da. <laughs> and I, during I think the very first kickback we started laughing about oh. that and it is every time Ooh. we do this it just keeps but coming instance, back for instance if you wanted to do a Christian Bale build you could uh, mm. have uh, instead a of Thunderwave you could you a could have him screaming and that's yeah. the Thunderwave <laughs> yeah his his rage his rage is when uh, is when somebody ruins his take yeah, uh, and then yeah, he's a barred barbarian who thinks that they're in the middle of a film, and when something doesn't go their way, yeah, uh, they lose their rack completely, just completely lose their mind, just completely lose their mind. Uh, I have uh, a quick thing as well, which is also go and check out the uh, Miyazaki rant about the uh, someone tried to make some procedurally generated like monsters and tries to show it to Miyazaki, oh, and oh. his reaction is genuinely one of the most painful things. I have ever seen. Is this seen. when he was like, anime was he, a mistake? He basically says, like, th- he literally says in the meeting, this is an affront to humanity. And that's one of the nicer things he says. It's like, and these are like some interns that have made this. And oh, they I have look seen this. Crushed. Bro, that they guy, that guy reacts crushed. so bad. Yes, it's bad. I strongly feel that this is an insult to life itself. <laughs> So yeah, That's there's that. So... But this actually loops me. This actually loops me back around to make one final point, which is actually there is some nice reskilling that happens in uh, the uh, season two of Nadpod. With um, uh, this, this is a very mild spoiler for like the first two episodes, I guess. Uh, but the way that they flavor Henry's shadow, I think, is quite an interesting little yeah. like reimagining of an Echo Knight and the fact that it's kind of almost like a little it's got personality and stuff like that. Uh, and it's uh, and, and the, 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 link, the tenuous link was is that I found that Miyazaki quote via listening to a short rest. 
Oh, this is yeah. I'm looking at it's it now. The video brutal. I've seen this before. Basically, it, for context, folks, they they I'll just describe it. They they his employees, I guess, people at the company, I think, uh, are showing him like a demo of basically like a yeah procedurally like generated. It's like a monster that moves using its head, so it's supposed mm. to look like really creepy and horrifying. Un- and they're like un- unearthly. Could, kind of yeah, thing. this yeah. could work really well. His response is well every morning, not recently days but i see my friend who has a disability which is already like oh no it's so hard for him just to do a high five and so basically he immediately relates it to like it it just reminds him of his friend who's disabled and like oh man that's brutal i am utterly disgusted if you really want to make creepy stuff you can go ahead and do it i strongly feel this is an insult to life itself and there's just a shot of the guys sitting there in silence just Faces, just, like, just like oh man it's bad it's so <laughs> this bad giant an animation one of the most beloved animators uh of, of all, time, all time and influential time. animators of all time wow. <laughs> he uh he takes he take he's old school in that yeah. he takes all this real seriously real seriously and he's an uh, you know he's made some good he's made some pretty good stuff so i mean you know yeah, it's worked he could be a grumpy old man about it i don't mind it's fine did you see what he said about his son's movie Oh, God. His son, uh, I forget his son's name, but his son got into animation and made Mm. a movie. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he was not positive about it. He was not positive about the film at all. That's very funny. Yeah. Um, And anyway, on that note, we're no longer talking about reskinning stuff. Uh, (laughs) I was going to say, if you want, there's a lot of reskinning in, uh, or certainly reflavoring. There's a lot of very heavy reflavoring in Outlaws and Obelisks Mm. of rage, of, uh, I don't think we get into it really that much in the season, but uh, possibly, I think we may talk about it in in um, one of the Campfire Chats, where Johnny talks about the heavy reflavoring for Budge who's Mm. a druid barbarian combo uh like multi-class and how that like where that comes from for him uh also just the way that connie reflavors and kind of like all of hoosher's spells so sick Uh, so so sick and like check that out you need spell book is now a scroll and it's yeah it's really really cool it's really really cool and Uh, then yeah tova reflavors i think i reflavor everything heavily (laughs) reflavored heavily reskinned all that stuff um, and then, yeah, there's some reskinned animals in there as well. A reskinned Ooh. creatures and monsters. Uh, yeah. There are monsters that are combinations of pieces of various monsters that I've that are like existing monsters. I just took attributes from multiple things, Ooh. stuck them together. That yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Also, so I think things. what we're saying is go to Stalos and Obelisks. Uh, yeah. And you'll hear a lot of this <laughs> in practice where it feels like a Western and we barely had to do much to change things. Yeah. Really, really very little. Very, yeah. very little. And I don't think anything feels underpowered or underserved, which is kind of nice. No, so and it's, I don't it's think good. even the guns don't feel under... I don't think the guns feel overpowered either. No. The guns feel... They, they're very strong, but mm-hmm. they're not like to the point where they're just an unstoppable There's no point force. in having anything else or sort of... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. uh, Lula does some work with that oh. ball max, man. Jeez, Lula does, does some work. Does some work. Mm. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. 
Anyway, folks, that is enough for this week. I hope that yeah. you've enjoyed this. If you want to get more TB Halfling stuff, we've mentioned it a lot already, but you can go ahead and check out patreon.com forward slash TB Halfling. You can also find us on the social medias uh, uh, at TB Halflings. And uh, don't forget that we have merchandise. Uh, you can get your hands on Three Black Halflings merch now uh, via our merch store. The link will be in this episode description. Thank you so much for listening. So yes. long, Shia folks. We keep bringing it back like Tenet. I hate you. That was a HeadGum Podcast.